Well, some of you might remember that my wife Wendy and I used to live in Mesquite, Nevada, and although it was windy on a regular basis there, two occasions in particular are most memorable to me. Firstly, we had a bell tower uh, at the newly built church, and as the wind would rip across the open fields from the southwest, the bell would rumble and shake. I can remember being in my office, and, and you could not only hear the, the, the beating of the bell, against the wall honestly it was the, the the wind was that strong which you could even feel or you could you know it almost felt like the building itself was shaking but that would happen the bell would rumble and it would shake so much so that I would both hear the rattling of the metal against the metal as well as feel the whole building kind of wobble now one infamous windy day the bell actually broke loose and it hit the concrete 30 feet below. Well, I don't know how many of you listening today have ever lived in the Kingman or the Golden Valley area or perhaps like Havasu City, Arizona, but if you've had occasions to live there, you were outside and you found yourself in what I would call a battle with the wind. I can remember more than once looking outside during the daylight hours and seeing nothing but sand blowing sideways. Now, my friends, that is just trying to live against the wind. I'm sharing with you just a portion of Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 27, and I'm going to kind of skip around because it's a long story about the Apostle Paul's uh, a journey on a couple of different ships. He's on his way to Rome. He's been tried in a couple of courts, and now he's, he appealed to Caesar, and he's on his way to Rome. And um, Paul has been wanting to go to Rome for a long time. Uh, there's a lot of details here, lots of names of cities that are hard to pronounce, so I'm going to skip around. The point of this story is there's a shipwreck, and the ship is lost, but all the men on board are, are, are saved. And uh, God's presence with Paul traveling against the wind is what changes not only his life even more, but the lives of these men. Chapter 27 of the book of Acts. When it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius, who belonged to the Imperial Regiment. We boarded a ship from Adramidium, about to sail for ports along the coast of the province of Asia, and we put out to sea. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was with us. The next day we landed at Sidon, and Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so that they might provide for his needs. From there we put out to sea again, and we passed to the lee of Cyprus, because the winds were against us. Now much time had been lost and sailing had already become dangerous because by now it was the day of atonement. So Paul warned them, men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to the ship and to the cargo and to our own lives also. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul had to say, allowed the advice of the pilot and the owner of the ship. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in, and the majority decided that we should sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. 
This was a harbor in Crete facing both southwest and northwest. This ends our official reading today from the book of Acts chapter 27, but believe me, the, the, the reading goes on and on. There's a change in ships. Uh, that ship uh, runs into a storm. The winds are high. Uh, people are concerned about what would happen, yet Paul says, hold on. An angel of the Lord appeared to me that night and said, you all are going to be saved because, Paul, you must make it to Rome. And in the midst of these people who are uh, uh, caught in a storm and trying to live against the wind, it's God's grace and God's power and the power of the Holy Spirit that delivers them all safely on ashore. Those of us who uh, are intrigued by the life of the Apostle Paul and of this story in the book of Acts, believe me, it's good reading, it's exciting reading, but it's all about trying to live against the wind. Many of us today have heard the phrase, we've used the phrase, the winds of change, and indeed, we're living in a time where the winds of change are just um, prevalent, um, there's so much going on these days. There's so much unrest in our nation as well. Nowadays, I talked with someone about this just the other day. It seems like our days are moving a bit slow. And then the, deck, and the next day, things around us are erupting. We don't have to look very far to notice that many obstacles, both great and small, not only in the national news, not only in, 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 in politics, in our society, in uh, what's going on in America and the personal lives being turned upside down. But it's fair to say that many folks, almost on a daily basis, are meeting the kinds of resistant and resistance that blows strongly in your face. Kind of like that desert southwest wind that so many of us are accustomed to. But in the midst of living against the wind... We know it might not feel like it, but we know we're not alone. You know, I firmly believe that God is with us during the windy, stormy times of our lives. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit that indeed carries us. As I was preparing for this sermon, I was trying to think just, you know, getting right down to basics. What are some things that I find myself kind of pushing against, kind of fighting against. Now, I know that the, the answer to this question would not be the same for all of us today, but one of the first things that I thought of was time. Time. Just this week, um, I find uh, found myself uh, getting involved in uh, many other things that, I, uh, that are uh, uncommon for me, and I realized that I was a couple days behind just in planning worship. I realized that I was a couple days behind in planning the sermon. I realized that Wendy and I had talked about writing the prayers of the people, but we hadn't done it yet. It seemed as if it was 48 hours, uh, two days, two and a half days later than uh, the, you might say, my normal schedule of doing things. I find myself just like leaning into the wind and the wind standing me up straight. I find myself pushing against time. The second thing that I wrote down on my list for this week is urges. There are so many urges inside me and desires to get out of the house and get back to normal. I mean, isn't that true for so many people? There's not only the persons that we know that we talk to 
on a regular basis, but just turn on the national news. Look at all the cities that are opening up. I've got a couple of friends who own restaurants in downtown Yuma, and um, we were having conversations two weeks ago about the, the opening up of the economy again. Um, they shared conversations about how business was getting tough, how it was getting tough to uh, bring money in the door to pay the employees. Talk about urges to get out. Talk about urges for how many times have we heard, wouldn't it be nice for our lives to get back to normal? Way more about, it's it's way more than about paying the bills, but it's just about having our, our you know, our, our minds and our hearts and our, the psychology of it all. So many people want life to get back to normal. So what what am I talking about here? We're pushing against those urges, those desires to get out. Why am I saying that personally? Because the numbers, especially in Yuma County, are at an all-time high. If you live in the Yuma County, you know that the coronavirus infections have been going up over 100 a day for the last several days. The number of deaths have skyrocketed for us as well. Uh, the number of hospitalizations uh, have grown several times now over the, the last several weeks. Um, every indication, certainly for me where I'm at anyway, and for the people that I know, it's, it's just way too early to open things up. It's way too early to get back together. Um, so many things. Um, are, are telling me, on one hand, I need to get out. On another hand, so many things are telling me we still need to shelter in and hunker down. You know, we're talking about living, trying to live against and push against all the obstacles that are pushing on us. Worry. We've talked about pushing against time. We've talk about, talked this morning about uh, pushing against the urges and the desires to get out. What about, um, what about worry? I didn't even realize it. I was talking to Wendy the other day and and she brought up the fact that so many people are worried these days. You know, they're they're worried about what's going to happen in life. There's so much uncertainty. Um, Is my life ever going to get back to the way it used to be? How's my family? How are my friends? Uh, Where do I go from here? Can I even put into place any plans for my future? Because we all know we had a lot of plans here several months ago, and those plans have changed. So time, urges, desires, um, financial things, worry, people. How about people who are pushing against each other? Wow, you want an example for that? You don't have to look very far. Turn on your TV, uh, look on your Apple News on your phone, open the newspaper. There are so many people that are pushing against each other right now. Obviously, we know the one that seems to be in the news the most, of course, is uh, all of our friends that are pushing so hard for significant things in America to change for the better. Uh, They say now tens and tens of of thousands of people in demonstrations uh, uh, wanting um, the politicians and the leaders to do something uh, to, to change things for the better for all people all people of color, all persons of, of different cultures to have fairness and equality, especially in this case in um, 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 policing and in, in actually across the board in the way that we live here in America. Um, 
Me. I'm pushing against me. Talk about pushing against the wind. I'm pushing against me. I have here in my notes. Dude, back off. Um, I'm sure that there are listeners today that um, have those times when you would like to be doing better. <laughs> You'd like to be doing better in things. Maybe you have thought that you should have uh, 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 got more sleep, uh, done a better job with some paperwork, um, been better to your mate or your spouse, uh, walked a little faster, rode a little harder on your bicycle. Um, we all have those times when we wish we could be better people. Um, we have the days when we've done a good job. Me, time, urges, desires, people, worry, me. And how often do we push against God? Now, you might say, well, that's not a good thing to do. You might even say, well, I don't know that that would be an acceptable thing to God. I don't know what I could gain by pushing against God. Um, my friends, go back. Go back and read the book of Acts. Uh, if you've got some time, read the story of Paul. Talk about a guy pushing against God. Talk about a guy who who pushed against uh, the the. Uh, the, the directions that God was leading him, and then talk about a guy who on this day, this time, this, this latter chapter of his life, when he was being transported on this ship that we mentioned earlier, and how those winds, at one moment, the winds seemed like they were so hard that they he and his ship and his shipmates could not push against it. And on the next, on the next, that wind, those winds of change, those winds of resistance actually carried Paul and his friends very safely. Finally, safety to where God needed him to be to preach the gospel and to change the lives of so many people. Many listeners today have that place, that page in the Bible that we go to, especially when we feel like our life is just full of obstacles and when we feel like we're trying to live against the wind. One of my favorite places is Psalm 46. Listen to this. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Friends, as we talk for a moment today about the many things that we feel were pushing against, or you might even say are pushing against ourselves and what we're trying to accomplish each day of our lives. Let's remember these words of the psalmist. Let's remember what the Bible tells us about trusting God, about trusting others, and about trusting ourselves. Travel with me in the coming days. Let's reach out and accept what God has planned for us. Let's listen to those around us and love one another. Oh God, 
O gracious God, in the midst of this life, in the midst of the times when we feel like life is pushing against us, let us remember that there's so many instances, we even remember this, there's so many instances where we, because of the winds of change that ended up in our face and the obstacles that we faced, we came out of those things as better people. We came out of those times as stronger people, as ones who could look to you and be better at trusting you and trusting those around us and trusting ourselves. Oh, guide us, gracious God. Bless us and keep us in the name of Christ our Lord as we push against the wind, as we allow the wind and the winds of change, especially those winds through the power of the Holy Spirit, to carry us into new things and new places and this new life that you have waiting for us. Amen.